Welcome to Filler Academy, the show where we talk about the good, the bad, and the cringy of all things filler, anime, and movies. We're your hosts, I'm Ken. I'm 100% full cowling Detroit Smashville. That was a mouthful, my dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's what I am. Oh, boy. And this week, we watched My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission Movie Oh, yeah. Three. Yeah, it came out on in North America on, on Friday, the 29th of October. Absolutely. We are... Hot off the presses with this. Yeah. Just got out of the theater when we're talking about this. It's going to be good. We have a lot to say. As per usual, we're going to do a spoiler-free section, but because this is a hot off the presses brand new release, which is not something we usually cover, yeah. we're going to give you a little bit more of an in-depth spoiler-free review. After yeah. the intro music, we're going to be full spoilers for everything My Hero up to this point, because this takes place around Season 5 at the end of it. Yeah, so, exactly. if you're... Not caught up on My Hero Academia, or you want to go see the movie, maybe hear our spoiler-free thoughts to see whether or not it's worth it. Figure out if you want to go see it, and then stick with us after the spoiler section if you don't care about spoilers or once you've seen it. Yeah. So, with all that being said, Phil, what'd you think? Did you like it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's it's an easy show to enjoy, slash, the, they make the movies easy to enjoy, too. I, don't, I was debating this earlier to myself of the three movies. Yeah. Which one I liked more. This was maybe a recency bias, but I think it edges out movie two. I agree. And movie two was my top of the two before. Yes, definitely. I think this is the best one they've ever put out. We'll get into the whys of that in the spoiler-filled section. Yeah. But I absolutely adored this. As regular listeners might know, I hate numbers. But if I were <laughs> to like scale it somehow, this would be a love for me. Yeah. I loved this. This was awesome. And, you know, maybe it was the theater experience. We're finally getting to see movies in theaters again. It might have been that. Yeah. We had a froppy cosplayer sitting next to us. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with the, She had the hair. She had the hair and, and she was wearing the UA shirt. Yeah. yeah I was, I, that was cool. But nobody else was being particularly weebish, so that was nice. You know, yeah. the public weebishness. <laughs> yeah. Just a, just a tad. <laughs> yeah. So it was cool. It was fun. I had, a, I had a blast. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was really good. Very few flaws. I've only got a couple of nitpicks, but outside of that, we're mostly going to be gushing about it, I think, in the spoiler-filled section. Yeah, I, yeah. so if you hate My Hero Academia, this may not be for you, because mm, we love true. it. It's true, it's true. I guess the only question I'd have before we jump into that is, can this film be spoiled, Phil? Like, is there really anything in it that's, like, spoily? Like, to the show? Or what do you mean? No, just like to, like... I guess my question would to you: Do you think there's like a twist in this show, in this in this movie that, like, if you know about it ahead of time, would would ruin your enjoyment of it beforehand? Not a big twist. Yeah, there's like one tiny one. Yeah, I'm not even sure. But it's, it's not. Really a it twist. wouldn't ruin anything. It's yeah. just kind of fun. Yeah. So this isn't really a spoilable movie. It's pretty straightforward, all things considered. Yeah. It hits a lot of your anime movie tropes while still feeling very fresh yeah exactly so, like the pow the guy with the power that yeah. you don't see ever again hey no 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 they're best friends now yeah <laughs> like realistically you could listen to us talk about this and you could go see it and you'd be fine but if you want to be fresh i highly recommend it i think it was an absolute experience to go see yeah um and if 100%. you can't see it in theaters which it's still out and should be for another couple of weeks in north america at least yeah um, i think this weekend it'll sure. be out digitally i think by christmas Okay, nice. So I think is what I saw, so not too far away. Yeah, Alrighty. nice holiday movie. Alrighty, with all that being said, we'll be right back after the intro with all our spoiler-filled thoughts. Welcome to Filler Academy, with your two favorite senpais, Ken and Phil. Thank you. 
And welcome back. Welcome. Man, this movie was bloody by comparison to most of My Hero Academia. Yeah. Like, that was one of the first things I noticed, too. Yeah. Like, it wasn't so much at the beginning. Although, to be fair, no, it wasn't actually a lot was of blood, because they set off the bomb it? and people started incinerating oh, themselves yeah, and turning yeah. into turtles and shit. Like, lots of body horror right off the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is rare from even My Hero. Like, maybe less so. I think this is a weird thing. Like, My Hero as a show is kind of changing. I don't want to say it grew with its demographic. This isn't an old enough show for it to have grown up with yeah. people. Right? It's only been around for five years. But, like... When you go into a war arc that's like, coming up, yeah, we're it gets to, dark. We're about to hit a war arc and, like, also, ooh, like, we just finished season five and, like, that, yeah. like the end of season five was Shigaraki. about Shigaraki and Shigaraki's yeah. power is disintegrating people. Yeah. And his big <laughs> moment was, I like to disintegrate people and I'm going to do it more. Yeah. <laughs> and I got better at it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, maybe not that surprising, but, like, he turns people to dust. Sometimes it just fades to black. The overhaul thing, I guess, is probably the biggest one when he pops off, compresses arm, and kills Magna. Yeah, um, yeah. But, like, that was, like, a shocking moment. This was just yeah. kind of how it was animated. Like, Bakugo at the end was, like, a bloodied, broken mess. His one eye was completely bloodshot. He'd been stabbed yeah. several times. Yeah. That was fucking cool, though. It was cool. When he just... Cut, I, I, we'll talk about we'll that a little there. bit later. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So, I think that's the first thing I want yeah. to note. But, yeah, this was really solid. Yeah. Um, so, you want to set up the premise? Yeah. Maybe? Then... It'd be easy to go through it from there. Yeah. So super simple premise. Our heroes, specifically Todoroki, Bakugo, and Deku, but technically yeah. most of the rest of Class 1A and other supporting heroes yeah. you've seen in the show have all been assembled by the World Hero Organization. Nope, yeah. that's who. That's a thing they're, in the real world. Yeah, because at this point, they're still in uh, Endeavor's agency. Yeah, they're still doing the work study, which yeah. makes sense because that technically happens before or the sorry, after. seven episodes of Season 5. The last seven episodes yeah. of Season 5. So yeah. it all... It, much like the previous movies, this arguably could fit somewhere in the camp. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So they're going after a... They've all been assembled to stop a group known as Human... Humorize, yeah. Who are attempting to prevent people with quirks from existing. They believe in this thing called the quirk doomsday theory. Yeah. Um, if you're a listener to this show, you've heard me talk about the quirk singularity. Similar concept, just a lot more evil. Yeah. Uh, where it's like... <laughs> Looking at it more negatively. Yeah, where like everybody's going to... Like eventually there's going to be powers so insane that like people can't control them and they're headed up by a guy with a quirk he can't control. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> so they're like, yep, nope, only real people. Yeah. They're being very, very like... They're being very purist. There's a little bit of Nazi-ish things in there. Oh, 100%. Um, a lot of their imagery is very, like, crusade -y. Like, yeah. they look like Knights they of the look, I was going to say, they look exactly like yeah. fucking Crusaders. Yeah. The only thing they were missing was screaming Deus Vaults as they were going places. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because yeah, um, And the way they were there at the beginning, like we said, they set off uh, a bomb, which is... They have multiple of these bombs throughout yeah. the world. 25, specifically. Yeah. So, But what the bomb is, it's a quirk activation... Uh, uh, nauseous gas yeah. that makes people's quirks pretty much go into overdrive and kill them. Yeah. Kill, they kill themselves through it, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. So it goes off and like things go down and it's ridiculous. And then it cuts right from that to all of our heroes in planes and helicopters and yeah, stuff but all over the yeah. world. Our main three, Bakugo, Todoroki, and Deku, are in the fictional country of Orfeo? Otheon. Otheon. Um, I think it's fictional. Never heard of it in real life. I, I feel like it's like a Greek 
area it, it kind feel, of it felt very greasy this, the name sounds yeah. greek but i've I never know. heard of the yeah. country so i'm going to assume it's fictional because yeah, all the other ones are real though yes so like france but they so they're all in countries but they're in Otheon. yeah and to take down all of the different places human eyes human eyes has like has known churches basically, and churches yeah. and stuff and they're gonna go down, and there's this. It just opens with a kick-ass action scene. Oh hell yeah! Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki all have these cool new suits with hoods and glowy lights and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and like they fly through. Yeah. But it turns out humanizes are humanizes already emptied out their um, bases and gone to their secret yeah. bases. And the ones that like they did, the people they did find were people that didn't actually know about these bombs. Question before yeah. we move on. So they all jump out of the plane. Yeah. So I can understand. Todoroki yeah. and Bakugo being able to jump out of a plane. Uh-huh. I understand Deck was pretty strong, but you didn't really. We didn't really get to see how he stuck yeah, the landing, did. did we? He used Air Force to push himself back. Oh, up. right. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, because that was. Yes. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. No, it was cool. Yeah. It, it all made sense, but it was a slick action scene, um, and it immediately. I'm just going to immediately call out this like because it stucks the entire movie. Um, the way the animation was done. Oh, by the way, this was animated by Bones as per usual. Yeah, yeah. But the way the animation was done, if they like had the camera pan in such a way that it was having difficulty keeping up, mostly with Deku and Bak- Bakugo, but anyone that could move really fast, like it was trailing behind them. Yeah, almost like some in, cool camera angles. Yeah. Um, after thinking about it, it's a lot like um, Dragon Ball Super Broly, where when they're fighting Broly, the like in the magma cam- and shit or oh, but also in the arctic like it's just the cameras having difficulty keeping up as yeah. they speed up the fight as they get stronger and stronger and they go through their forms yeah very similar concept here but with more traditional bones animation just like it's having difficulty keeping up with them they blitz through the area oh no we can't find them everybody's going into standby while the random general in charge of everything tries to figure it out i don't even know if he had a name he was standing next to all might the whole time yeah he's head of the age Q, yeah. but of, I, yeah. I, I don't recognize him. Maybe, general guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So okay. general guy and All Might are like leading like the teams yeah. from like the base. mission control, base. basically. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, okay, everybody stand by in your countries. We know there's still probably shit going on here. Yeah. So stand by. We'll figure it out. Um, And then it kind of cuts and we lose a little bit of momentum, which is totally fine. Oh, we get an awesome opening scene. Where it, like, goes through every yeah. character and, like, we see all of them um, and which team they are. And we learn everybody's names if you didn't know, which is a good way of kind of introducing things. Uh, this movie is not beginner-friendly to people that have not seen My Hero. It expects you to know who everybody is for the most part. Which makes sense. It's movie yeah. three. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's not like, it's, yeah. yeah. But, like, it expects you to know who everybody everybody is and how the powers work and, like, what quirks are and what everybody can do. Yeah. Which, like is fine but not every filler movie does this to compare it to the one piece movies we've watched like they always make a point of just like in the beginning kind of like how movie two did it quickly just being like here's who everybody is and here's what they can do yeah gold was really good for that because it had like the bounty cards yeah yeah. this doesn't do that it's like no no no, figure it out yeah (laughs) (laughs) we cut away from that and we meet our protagonist really for the most part of this movie like deku is our protagonist and we have Secondary protagonist, Rody Soul. Rody Soul, yeah. Who has an awesome name. Yeah, he's a native of uh, Otheon. Yeah. Uh, in the capital city, or, or this might be the capital city, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, he meet. basically he's a runner for whatever needs to be done. Yeah. Because he, he lives in the slums of the city with his two siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's probably, like, I think 
and that's like after that initial scene you that's like minute one of the movie actually starting basically and you see the progression of him and deku throughout the whole movie Mm -hmm. yeah it made me care about roadie soul roadie soul is cool i'm unlike say danielle shield that was her name right from movie one David Shield's daughter. Oh, David Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and his daughter. Uh, Mer- Melissa Shield. Melissa Shield. Yeah. See, I've already forgotten her name, yeah. and we watched this last week. Yeah. Like, who I just don't care about. Although we did get a fun little scene where at the end when Deku's ta- like, thinking about all the people he cares about, we do see her. She's on the yeah. list of people that flash, which yeah. I thought was a neat callback. Yeah, some other but, callback. Like, hmm? So there's some other callbacks we'll talk we'll about. We'll get to those. <laughs> Probably in our like section. Yeah. But Rhodey Soul, like, is we we see his life. He's in yeah. the slums. He's wearing patchy clothes. His siblings, he's like, I might be back by dark. I hope I am. If not, you guys know how to make dinner or take care of yourselves. I'll see you in a bit. Yeah. Um, and he goes. And he's running, and there's this bank robbery going on, and Deku, Todoroki, and Bakugo are all just wandering around in their regular hero costumes. They've yeah. slipped out of their yeah. cool ones that we never see again. No more what night the mode, fuck? yeah. <laughs> they need to fight at night more, I guess. Well, they were fighting at night at the end. True. That was the op- op- opportune time for them to put them back on, because yeah. they jumped out of a plane again. I know, yeah. But they didn't. Yeah. Fine, yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> we kind of see him go from the slums into the real big city, um, and he's like gonna go run for these bank robbers who like sprint out and three go after them bakugo goes after the guy that tries to trail them off deku saves civilians using black whip which is cool and todoroki goes and tries to stop the main guy but while he's chasing him he passes it off to roadie yeah he's just waiting in an alleyway yeah and roadie and deku have a really fun chase which is played mostly for slapstick yeah Um, because there's no way deku couldn't no, but he doesn't because of all sorts of reasons. I like the idea that it's like, Rhodey is used to this. He has run away from people with actual powers before, so he does know what he's doing. He's yeah. more familiar with the layout. He has an escape plan. He knows where he's going. Yeah, And exactly. Deku's like, mm, I'll figure it out. Yeah, some <laughs> so, really cool animation on the ro- rooftop running. So many good, yeah. so much good animation. It was yeah. the th- the full 360 pan around as Rhodey's doing his little parkour stuff yeah. around. Because Deku's just hopping, doing his usual Deku hops. Yeah, exactly. But um, Rhodey's parkour was really well animated absolutely adored it yeah it was great um yeah and it culminates in roadie thinking he's gotten away on a train and deku slamming into the train <laughs> yeah you see him start running down in the, the tunnel and you see him like just fucking yeah he plasters his face on he's like oh god damn it yeah so he catches him but in all this commotion there was a car accident from this guy that we see running away from humorized at the beginning yeah with a brief with a briefcase of- that was caused by Robin Hood lady, we don't actually get a name for her to my knowledge. Yeah, she's she works for Humorize. Even though Humorize is against quirks, there are people with quirks that they basically just use. Yeah, it depended. Some of the people, which I found was fascinating, some of the people that work for Humorize, like our leader, something Fleck. Yeah. And her truly believed in the cause. Like, they yeah. were both ready to die when the time was cut right. Yeah. But then, like, some of them were like, nah, this this is how I'm going to live through the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Like the guy, we'll get to that. Yeah. She's a badass. So she, like, causes this giant car accident, and the guy is in a coma, and he has a briefcase. Nick goes flying out of his car, lands on the ground, just as Rhodey's being chased by Deku. So the two briefcases get mixed up. Yeah. And the jewels end up in her hands, and he ends up with this briefcase full of regular papers best we can tell so deku feels really bad for like chasing him yeah and then but they have it so at this point the news starts broadcasting and deku is wanted for murder now deku has not fought anybody at this point so there's nobody he could have murdered yeah but he's now wanted for mass murder yeah because the two of them come out of the subway station 
and then the police roll up and then just start firing and then Deku saves him. Yeah. And does the cool Spider-Man action scene. Oh my. Remember, God. That was be Yeah, that was the same time. That, yeah. Yeah, that's the, yeah, cuz uh, at that point he's running away from the cops and yeah. then the arrow chicks start shooting at them from yeah. like 100 miles like yeah, yeah, yeah. meters away. It was fucking cool. Yeah. And yeah, basically it, Spider-Man. He was Spider-Man yeah. around. I think it was fun because it felt very like the bridge that they were doing it was like very San Francisco bridgey. Yeah. Um, which was great. That's perfect for that type of thing. But I liked the inspiration. It felt very Spider-Man-y and like a different type way for Deku to use his quirk. Obviously, Black Whip makes a good mobility quirk. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when he's around in Japan, because the buildings are so tightly close, he does a lot more like hopping between buildings. But this was a lot more open. So this was the way to get around. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Basically, the two of them get away. Yeah. Once they actually get away, they're in the safe and clear for a little bit. That's when he calls Todoroki, lets him know what's up. And then, like you said, the news of him uh, being a mass murderer, killing yeah. 12 people, obviously fabricated because uh, Himurais has all of the police department and other departments yeah. under their thumb. Yeah, part specifically of the, the commissioner general of the police department of o- Otheon, of the whole country. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, yeah, because um, uh, Endeavor goes to try and square up what the fuck's up because he's like, no way he would do this. And then he's like, I can't talk to you about this. Yeah. I just realized I was just making fun of the fact that they had a police force for a whole country. And then I got to remember not everybody lives in a big place like Canada or the U.S. where, like, like yeah, France probably sm- only has one fr- pr- police force. They probably don't need more than one. Like, they might have, like, an FBI-type thing and, like, a local police force. But yeah. you don't need, like, several jurisdictions. Yeah, they probably just have one federal or yeah. one encompassing one. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So but, I, yeah. I take away that making fun of that. But the yeah. commissioner general of the police of Otheon is yeah, like, like, we're no. going to get them. <laughs> yeah. They don't. So they try to run to the neighboring country of Crate. Clade. Clade. So they're trying to run to Clade, and they yeah. give Todoroki a quick heads up before Deku takes the battery out of his phone. Yeah, to not be tracked, basically. Yeah. You know, he does it in a code, and Todoroki's all like, I don't understand the code. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a dum-dum. He figures it out eventually. Only because of the girl next to him. Oh, right. he reads it out, and there's this woman who's working with uh, Endeavor. Uh, yeah, who's, like, who's um, tracker. Yeah, she can just see through stuff. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, she has x-ray vision, it seems like. And she's yeah. like, hmm. And he, like, reads out the letters. And she's like, do you think he's going to the neighboring country of Clade? Yeah. And he's like, oh. And then Todoroki yes. blames it on him. Your code sucks. Even though, <laughs> Todoroki, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but yeah, they and at this point, Deku and Rodi are just stuck together. Because otherwise, Rodi would die. Yeah. And Deku's like, I can't let that happen. We can't give this back to them. And But Rodi doesn't like him still. Like, he's still resistant. Because, like, I have, I have no other choice. Yeah. And then they basically, they catch a bus to the countryside just before. It seems like it was just before. I thought it was going to be like half an hour from there. Like, no, we have to spend like a week traveling. I don't know that it was a week. It seemed like it only might have been a couple days. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, they, they, they post up in this abandoned barn yeah. or whatever. Uh, also, Rody has a little bird companion, yes. uh, Pino. Pino, who is just like a funny little character, whatever. Well, uh, who has more importance later? Uh, could we just explain the importance? Because unlike, yeah. <laughs> unlike the movie, I don't think this is important. So but Pino it's is fun. actually, yeah, but it's not a, it's not a good reveal. You're not a good reveal. Okay, <laughs> I'm not not to be nitpicky, but P- Pino is part of Rhodey's quirk. Pino represents is his quirk is called Soul, according to the wiki. Yeah, and basically he can't anything if he lies. Pino like expresses his true emotions. Yeah. And I'm totally cool with that. I think it's cool that your quirk manifests as a little companion. It's really not that different from Dark Shadow. It's just not a combat quirk. Yeah. Right? It's just like, you can't lie. But, like, they keep it a secret until the very end of the movie. And I'm like, 
Like, even if that wasn't his quirk and Pino was just a bird that hung around with him, right? Pino was doing the, no, you can trust him. It's fine thing. It's like, I trust Pino. Pino's been nothing but cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pino was the reason, because we're about to get to that. Rhodey, like, goes to call and be like, calls the police and he's like, I'll give you the thing. You just got to let me go. And Arrowchick shows up and a big guy with a demon. Yeah, cause, yeah. Pino wakes Deku yeah, up. Yeah, and Pino wakes Deku yeah. up as a representation of his quirk that is... I can't yeah, because he, like, felt, it, he it, felt guilty about doing it. Yeah, so Pino, yeah. representing his guilt, was like, wake up! Yeah, yeah. Because Rhodey's a good dude, all things considered. Just yeah. dealt a bad hand. Dealt a really bad hand. But we don't learn that yet. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Soon. second act, or end of second act, beginning of third act kind of stuff. I think we learn about it right before the montage, don't we? Maybe. Anyways. And after. So it, it, it Rhodey, comes revealed. Yeah, Rhodey betrays Deku. Deku like, shows up just in time to save him from this demon guy, smashes the demon guy, yeah. no problem, into the elevator. Just into the... <laughs> the elevator. <laughs> into the helicopter. Elevator? <laughs> into into the, the helicopter. helicopter, yeah, just fucking wrecks yeah. this dude. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck and yeah. And it looks like the movie frames it like he's gonna go, like, take, like, he's mad he's about to take out, yeah. Uh, yeah, take the briefcase and, like, take out Rhodey. Yeah. But, no, he's actually jumping in front of an arrow for Rhodey and yeah. takes, a, takes an arrow to the chest. Yeah. But it's I, not very deep, so it's okay. Yeah, it hits his cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he basically, he does the Air Force thing to have a diversion, and then they run away from that, that woman again. Yeah. Basically. Basically, that's all they do. At no point does any, is Deku truly able to take her in a fight. Yeah. Uh, mostly because he's a close-range fighter, and she does not like getting anywhere near anybody. Yeah, exactly. Validly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, at that, that was a turning point of their friendship, basically. Yeah. Because then that's when he actually fully trusts Deku and Deku's intentions of saving anyone no matter what yeah so they sit down in a cave uh with uh deku's got a first aid kit in his bag where his yep. hero costume is because he's incognito i like his little overalls and his little hat yeah <laughs> um yeah and deku explains mostly his life obviously he's not like by the way i have a secret quirk called one for all yeah but like he explains you know why he wants to be a hero and stuff like that and how hard he's worked and like how he's gone from being the loser of his class to the best in his class not that he says it like that but he is now he's like I'm, real. I'm hot shit you're fucking nothing roadie <laughs> <laughs> nah that's manga deku yeah <laughs> anime deku's still a nice kid <laughs> yeah remember when i clapped you with five percent uh anyways yeah, um eight percent but yeah so and then uh roadie like flashes back or reveals his past it's kind of hard to say i think he's mostly just flashing he, back. he flashes back and then he explains it to them later on too yeah. or to deku later on yeah but um we learn that roadie actually grew up with like a loving father his mother had unfortunately died right after having his younger sister he's got yeah. two younger sisters or two younger siblings sorry yeah um, brother and sister yeah and his uh dad was wonderful and awesome and amazing and they had a really happy childhood and then his dad disappeared and supposedly joined human humorize yeah so everybody yeah. ostracized them and they ended up in the slums um so he got really mad about that and resentful and he had to live it like the only way he could survive was by doing illicit things because nobody would like like they got kicked out of school yeah nobody would give house, them a legitimate yeah. job they couldn't live in their house that they owned technically yeah like they got all chased of out of town basically yeah so he exp like he explains that and flashes back to that and it's yep. it's quite sad and we get a little puzzle key which comes important later he like where he learns to solve a puzzle as a kid um i wonder how this will come back later yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and it's designed to be like yes you should care about this kid who even though he's technically been an antagonist up until this point like he's not a bad yeah. guy kind of like the kids from movie two where they were like specifically the sister was like yeah screw you heroes yeah yeah <laughs> right but then yeah, yeah like... but then by the end she's like no i love you deku <laughs> 
You're my only hope, Deku. I don't, I don't know why. I, I wrote this note. Uh, Rhodey, maybe it's just the voice actor sounds the same. Gave me Recky vibes from uh, Skate the Infinity. But I, I didn't end up looking him up. But anyways, I, it was just like this similar, not yeah, maybe a similar type of character. Like Recky, you know, doesn't come from much, but makes the best of it. Like there's no point where um, Rhodey was like, res- he said, I resented my father for a bit. And then I got over it because... I have my two siblings and they're the best thing in my life, basically. Yeah. So he's like, you know, happy where he is, but he wants more that's for true. them, more so. Uh, I don't know. He just gave me those vibes. No, I think that's totally reasonable. But yeah, the, and then at, at that point, the next morning, Rhodey shows up with an old van that he uh, borrows, quote unquote, <laughs> leaves a note saying the World uh, Hero Organization owes you one, basically, yeah, to this uh, person. And then we get a, a nice little montage. About five, six minutes long. Yeah. And you know how we know it's about five, six minutes long? Because there's a song True. that goes through the whole montage. Yeah. It's a, it's like all things considered, it's an okay like montage. Like yeah. we, we see them like getting along and like having a good time and like Deku's using his quirk to move the truck when they get stuck yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. It was cute. I think it stalled the I think I think it genuinely killed the pacing a little bit. We had just had a lot of like slow, let's learn about each other and care about each other moments and blah blah blah. And, like, up until this point, the movie had been really high-octane action with only, like, a quick, brief period of, like, slowdown. And then this is slow, and it doesn't really pick up until... They meet up. They get to the... As far as they can go. Yeah. Uh, the border of Clay, yeah. Clay and this o- Otheon, basically. Yeah. And, and that's when... Yeah. And yeah, then they, they run into Arrowchick again. Yeah. And some other dude. And from, some other, yeah. There's a lot of helicopters in this movie, too. Yeah. And a lot of helicopters getting fucked up in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deku folds helicopters like they're tissue paper with, like, less than 20%. I yeah. Think he's using, like, 15 concurrently at any given time right now or something like that. And 20% yeah. in the short bursts for Air Force and whatnot. Yeah. So, But he's like, nah, I don't care. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they get they both get ambushed. They get ambushed. And, like, Deku's still injured. So he's, like, not moving as good as he could. Yeah. And Arrow Chick's got guy that can make big balls. So he gives her the little balls, and she shoots them, and then they turn into big balls. So they're basically just trying to protect the briefcase yeah. and not die. But thank goodness yeah. Todoroki and Bakugo show up. Yeah. They've had a side plot this whole time where they're like, we're going to go save Deku and just not tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, because they weren't on. Because they they're just extras in this the, these parties, right? So yeah, exactly. they could kind of sneak away. Yeah, so they just left and went to go help, and they show up, and they like, yeah. no problem, save Rhodey, who's about to die, save Deku, and capture the bad guy, and Bakugo is about to take down the arrow chick, and she's like out of arrows, and she's like, "Well, better commit suicide." Yeah. And just jumps out of the helicopter. She kills. She kills the other guy too. Yeah, yeah. She uses her last arrow to yeah. kill the other guy, yeah. and then jumps out of the helicopter. Yeah. And see, at that fight scene, uh, specifically the Bakugo and helicopter fight scene, mm-hmm. basically, uh, it opens up like I he maybe has used this before, but he. Puts his hand in a circle, mm-hmm. and then he's like he's flicking little pot shots at the helicopter, and I was like, "That's fucking so cool." That's his uh, AP shot. He learns that for. Uh, that's oh, okay. His, that's his first super move, technically, that he like announces, even though he already has howitzer impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, that's uh, the okay, one he I forgot about that three. then. Yeah, um, and then he just fu- he's doing his whole Bakugo aerial stuff, avoiding all his arrows and stuff like that, and just you know, like you said, about to fuck her up, and then she kills herself. Yeah, which is. Dark and morbid, but like fit the tone of the movie, especially yeah. considering the like the backdrop of this whole thing is like there's still teams out there looking for bombs that could go like blow up 
like kill everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, you know, there's there's very big stakes to this movie. Yeah. Bigger stakes really than any other my hero movie. Yeah. Yeah. Arguably than my hero as a whole up to this point in the anime. Yeah. <laughs> like uh movie two was uh nine, who wanted to basically kind of do the same same idea, take oh yeah, the reverse, but like take over and quirks the strongest quirks will be rewarded. But he never got off the island, so yeah, exactly. no one else fucking knew about him other than maybe Hawks. And yeah. he showed up late, so Yeah, exactly. And like movie one was like Oh no, Discount Magneto has a helmet. <laughs> On this other island that's secluded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah. that movie, like. Dollar really, Store Magneto. <laughs> Dollar Store Magneto was hired by One for All. Yeah. Just for the <laughs> sole purpose of being petty towards All Might. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, to continue back on the, the synopsis, like that happens they save them them too yeah and then at that point the briefcase you see the, there's a little compartment it, at the bottom yeah it's jostled and they've opened the compartment by yeah. accident and i'm like damn it deku you're supposed to be the smart one how did you not look for a secret compartment <laughs> yeah really yeah it was one of those things i was thinking the whole way through i'm like they clearly want this like did you think about maybe looking into this any more than a surface level examination yeah it didn't even look like they read the journals in there yeah. either no. oh it's just books yeah <laughs> they're not important at all <laughs> But yeah, and then like you, you uh, I think you mentioned this earlier, or the the pu- the same puzzle that his father gave him in the yeah. flashback, Brody's flashback, yeah, was in the briefcase, yeah, and Brody and they're like trying to figure it out, and Brody's like, here, let me, yeah. give it here, yeah. and he figures it out, and then there's two things that pop out, a uh, blue stick and a SD card, yeah, so the blue stick is a key to disarm all the bombs as we learn, and the SD card tells it's them that SD card with stuff, on. it has all sorts of stuff on it. And Deku's like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And Bakugo's like, move over, nerd. Yeah, th- yeah, they're at a hotel using the computer in the lobby. <laughs> He's like, move over, nerd, I got this. Yeah. And he Freaking like, nerds. Yeah, yeah, finds the most recent file, learns that the guy that ran away and Rody Soul's dad, Eddie Soul, not that Deku puts that together. Yeah. Um, had, like, were kidnapped and forced to work on this humanized, humorized bomb thing. Yeah, because they're scientists. Uh, yeah, because yeah, they, they were both very smart men. Yeah. And so they're like, no, no, we don't want this. So this is a, this this is the location of everything, and this is the disarm key. Yeah. And uh, figure it yeah, out. They're like, oh no, but where, where? And at this point, like, Humorize is also making like an announcement on the like globally, being like, BT Dubs, we're about to blow up everything. Yeah. Um, you've got two hours, which is their whole their whole goal. There is to draw all the heroes into the places where yeah. they said they're going to have bombs, so they can kill all the heroes. Because then problem solved. Yeah, and this is where one of my notes came, and we talked about this on the ride home, was it shows the map of all the bombs, the 25 spread out throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Not one is in Canada. So we just surmised we're just all quirkless plebs. As per usual, everybody forgot about us. It's fair. I get it. We're pretty forgettable. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that was just a small little note. Yeah. Um, Bakugo's like, well, they wouldn't give us a key if they didn't show us where the door was, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> and goes and finds the secret location, yeah. which is a 400 kilometers away or something like that. But it's a short plane ride away if they steal a plane that Rhodey can maybe fly because he wanted to be a pilot. And then he could fly. Yes. Which yeah. is convenient and good. I have zero issues with yeah. this. And you know what's better than one plane drop? Two, Two plane, plane drops. drops. Yeah. He's like, okay, we're going to go in for a landing. And they're like, no. <laughs> now we're gonna jump Ex- out of this yeah bakugo just like extras like you need to stay out of the way 
which is like true. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned this. We did watch this dubbed. Yeah. Um, and it was, as per usual, pretty phenomenal. I loved my hero dub. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, good. there's some less than stellar dubs out there, but this is not one of them. Absolutely adore it. Bakugo's actor kills it all the time. Yeah. Chris Sabat's there. We like Chris Sabat. Yeah. Only was in it more. I think he was in it the perfect amount for a movie that wasn't about him. Yeah, true. Because he's All Might. So. Yep. Justin Briner kills it as Deku. Yeah. And I don't remember who voices Todoroki, but even he did a really good job on this. And normally his whole thing with Todoroki is being bland and uninteresting. Yeah. But that's on purpose and it's a choice and I'm good with it. But Todoroki had a real good scream there when he like when he does his punch. Yeah, the flash fire fist. Yeah. So yeah, that was a really dope. solid scream. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that was so, cool. Um, so anyways, they jump out of the plane and just start messing people up. And they end up getting split up one by one. Uh, Bakugo gets stopped at the entrance because there's twins, I guess, that have the same quirk. They can turn their... Yeah, sheet. it kind of looked like he duplicated himself, but I think they're twins. I have to assume they didn't go back to they didn't go back together after he fucked them up. Exactly. So, so and they got razor whips for arms or something like that yeah i think they can turn any of their appendages oh yeah because into... at one point there's like after they've taken trigger they like stick their tongues out and those turn into razor whips yeah exactly yeah. but that's after they've used the drug yeah He's, he was still getting bakugo was still having a lot of trouble before that too though yeah deku and todoroki fly through and as yeah. they're doing this again the camera's having difficulty keeping up they're taking out all the corkless and like quirks yeah. regular guys no problem yeah first time i actually think i've seen characters use guns in any MHA. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, a lot of people... Oh, Snipe uses a gun. True. But, like, he, that's his quirk, though, isn't it? His quirk isn't gun. Quirk is good gun shooting. <laughs> his quirk is... But, I like, they were using, like, anymore. assault rifles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't hit anyone with them, but... Yeah. No, 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 no. No. Assault rifles are notoriously have... inaccurate. Is it gun violence if no one gets hit with it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Deku and Todoroki... Uh, Todoroki has to stay behind to deal with some devil guy. His quirk was yeah. weird. I didn't understand what was going on. He was already I, I, on trigger when they ran into yeah. him, trigger being the quirk boosting drug. I think he could just um, change his element type by the one he absorbed. Because uh, then when he, he could absorb it with his helmet. Yeah, uh, helmet, his, his horns. horns or some weird shit. Because yeah, because at first he was just like a normal. Then he gets the ice, and then they go into the water, and he's like. Uh, watery and whatnot. Yeah, and then when he they pop out, yeah. he uses a fire, and he turns into like a magma shit i don't know it was very strange yeah i didn't quite get it either but it was cool yeah it looked real good and deku gets to the end and he has to fight fleck yeah obviously. blue guy yeah um and the blue man group man yeah. um his power is can't touch this um, yeah reflection yeah reflection that's it yeah. so nothing can touch him he can't touch the ground nobody can touch him deku can't touch him and if deku tries to punch him the punch gets smashed back at him yeah exactly um yeah the animation for it was a little weird because, like, it was like a mirror yeah. most of the time. But then, like, this weird, when he got hit, when he, got, it was when like he took a, a big weird... one, there was this like big wave of like black and orange and red and yeah. purples, and then it smacked back at Deku, and it was like a weird mix of three D and not three D. Yeah, and there was some three D yeah. in this movie, especially for some of the panning shots, specifically oh, yeah, when Deku a, was spinning. But it was all like well done, and it yeah. was all integrated into the background in such a way that I had no issue. Yeah, when you leave it to um, the, we've said this before, the environment whole 3d then that's probably where it shines the best basically um don't make your characters 3d that guarantees i won't fucking watch it like I, there's a couple of good examples of 3d animation yeah. out there gang yeah anyways <laughs> but it's uh, fine but yeah yeah he's Man. fighting fleck he's taking him on basically yeah. and then flex all like nobody my, my whole thing was reflection nobody loved me because i always reflected them and they couldn't touch me yeah 
I reflected their love. Yeah. And he's like, so I want to destroy all quirks. Yeah. And I can't kill myself, so, you know. Which is blatantly untrue. Just go stand in front of one of those triggered bombs, my dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I bet you you can't deflect gas. You breathe, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and Deku does not solve this using the quirk he has that would be good at stopping someone who deflects all damage. Black Whip. Instead, yeah. he punches him a bunch. <laughs> Um, yeah and kicks but it's well animated and then basically for the final 15 minutes we get a couple of flashes to all the heroes around the world trying to s- disarm bombs and find them yeah but that's mostly not important it's just quick flashes to them and then just cutting between the three fights so i figure instead of bouncing to this chronologically we could just take them one at a time so bakugo then todoroki then deku yeah uh before we do that though yeah maybe this happened before in the synopsis part but when they're flashing to the teams who did we see in the background of one of the teams? Everybody's favorite monster hero, Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I saw him and Ken was sitting next to me. I was like, should I bug him just to point that out? And then I he's like, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but our yeah. theater was very full. Yeah. I guess you were sitting next to our other buddy, but I was sitting next to some random stranger. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah. Let's do that uh, fight yeah, by fight. Yeah. So Bakugo's fight is exactly what I was talking about. The camera can't keep up. It's blasting all over yeah. the place. He's doing awesome. But he's getting absolutely wrecked by these kids. Like yeah. every time he thinks he's going to land a blow, they're like, mm, now stabbed. Yeah. But the cool thing about Bakugo is, and if you've seen the show, you know, he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He'll just keep going at him. And, and he does. G- gets in your face. like, And he's also just smart about it, too. Yeah. But yeah, he had a good hidden. plan. Like, yeah. he started wrapping them around a pillar so that yeah. he could just barely escape, planting bombs. And then he yeah. used his biggest explosion to blow the pillar up and plant and blow the bombs up yeah. to crumble them. And you're like, good job, Bakugo. Yeah. You did it. And then it cuts to black, and they, like, inject themselves with trigger. Trigger, yeah. This seems to be the best version of trigger, I guess, because they go from, like... They almost go, like, from Deku from... Normal Deku to 100% Deku. They kind of transform. I was going to say they kind of look like uh, Sasuke when he uses his curse mark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his eyes get all crazy yeah. and his hair goes all blur. Yeah, true. <laughs> the only thing they were missing was half a wing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But, and they get even stronger and now they can turn more than just their arms into razor blades, including their tongues. Yeah. And at this whole fight, basically, Bok goes on his toes yeah. and... They were just playing with him, basically, because yeah. they could have ended him probably multiple times, and he just kept getting cut. Yeah. It, looks like, it looks like it was going to be a death by a thousand cuts, yeah. but obviously he's not going to well, Also, he got skewered a couple times. Yeah. His one eye, like when he finally opened it, because yeah. it was like swollen shut, and like he Covered opened it, it was like just blood completely bloodshot. Yeah. It was fucking it was, cool. It was bad. It was, it was badass. Yeah. But uh, he wins with a good old tornado-sized howitzer impact yeah. um, after getting them stuck in a wall with his biggest blasts again, yeah. um, and then he passes out. Yeah. Um, all the fights happen like that, except yeah. for Deku's. He does the All Might thing though, with or uh, the Endeavor as well. Like yeah, at the end, he has his fists in the air, and then he. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was really, it was really well animated fight. I would say of the three, probably the the most paid attention to. Uh, second most paid attention to. I think Deku's got more attention, but I don't only. Know. But I think this one. There's got... more. There's more fight in Bakugo, less dialogue. Fair. Like you know. This one also had probably the most. Action, interesting yeah, I action i guess the yeah. most planned out action like yeah todoroki's move set really is freeze you that didn't work fire you yeah. that didn't work freeze you again let's put them both together and yeah. then see what happens exactly deku always deku will always and forever have the ability to go but what if i just you what if i just punch you harder and what if i use the power of my friendships 
he did kind of use the power of fr- power of friendship to win this fight. Yeah, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, expected that though. Yes, Todoroki's fight yeah. was interesting in that it changed environments the most out of any of the fights. The yeah. other two stayed in one location the whole time. It was the shortest on screen though. Yes, for sure. Yes, he basically blasted the guy with ice and then fire. That worked nothing. The demon guy with horns picked him up, slammed him into the waterfall canal yeah, that beneath was the cool. base yeah. and tried to drown him. Yeah. As they're falling out of the waterfall, Todoroki saves himself with a really cool ice lattice that was really well like yeah. designed. Animated would be the wrong word because it was just a still image, but it was really cool looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then beat the guy with a flash fire fist because the other thing he does, the big... Imp- the the freeze, then the fire. Yeah, flash freeze. Yeah, didn't work yeah. both times he tried it. So he was like, well, okay. So yeah. Big old punch. Fucks that guy up with the flash fire fist. Yeah, and that was it. Not particularly interesting, but I did like that. And as I said, Totoro, he had a really cool scream as he did it. But yeah. he also passed out at the very... Just... Falling off the edge of a cliff. And I was like, we know he's going to be okay. Well, I think that he fell onto his ice that he had beneath him. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. Doesn't Whatever. Matter. He, he fell lives. down. He yeah. lived. Obviously. We know he lived because he was at the end of the movie, and also this is filler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's fine. And yeah. then uh, and Deku's the fight. fight is mostly just them exchanging words while he bounces off the other guy. Yeah. And, all, oh, yeah. I don't know if he had, uh, Fleck had another quirk, but when his, his under his eyes would flash, and then he could activate technology around him. I assumed that was just like... Our built-in... Yeah. Uh, ...hero or villain Yeah, I assumed item. it was quirk, like a uh, support gear of some description. But anyways, but it was good. Fucked on lasers and Deku's just getting fucked up by them. Yeah, yeah, and he can't hurt the guy. Every time he does, he gets hit with the same force. So he's like, his costume's falling apart, his arms are yeah. hurting, but not broken. Nope, nope. Which I guess makes sense. I guess if he can dish out that much, he can take that much, right? Yeah, that's how that works in theory. You would think, yeah. I don't, I don't really know if that's actually how that works, but it makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he, his body can handle, like you said, hitting that hard. So, Fine. So he's just bouncing off of him, and they're bouncing off each other, discussing their ideals and whatnot. Deku's like, but friendship and helping people and learning to love. And then and Flex, Flex like, like, but everybody nobody... hates me because I'm blue and yeah. no can't touch me. And I'm, if I was green, I would die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We missed a, a small little detail. Rhodey. The plane crashes at some point, yeah. but he's fine. And then he gets picked up by the cult members. Yeah. And then halfway through Deku's fight, Rhodey comes in, catches yeah. Deku as he's about to fall. Because Deku's, like, really fucked up from these lasers, which was, I thought this part was really cool, because he's trying so hard to get up, but he physically can't. It it was, I don't know, almost uncomfortable in a way, because it's like an injured animal trying to get up, Yeah, you know? Yeah, it was good. Um, takes the key. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to give it to him so that he can spare my... He said, they said they won't blow up the bomb and yeah. it'll be on, so my siblings will be okay. I guess his siblings have quirks. It wasn't explained, but I, I guess, you know, 80%, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. Um, and he does, and Deku's like, oh, no. And at this point, it flashes back to... What kind of quirk do you have, yeah, what Rody? kind of quirk do you have, Rody? Don't laugh at me. It's dumb. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we learn officially uh, that his quirk is that he, Pino uh, shows his true emotion. So Pino pops out of his hoodie and is like, trust us. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, basically to Deku, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and Deku's like, okay, whatever. And uh, Rody gets really close. He goes on a whole monologue about how this guy basically killed his dad. Yeah. And like he wants to be a good guy like his dad, which means saving the world. Yep. Um, so he does a cool flippy thing with the thing to make the guy confused, grabs it and runs. And Deku punches him. Yeah. And then, yeah, it almost worked. He, he, uh, Rody almost comes out unscathed and yeah. then he gets fucked up by a laser. Yeah. He gets shot with a laser, but he's like, no, I'm good. And he like yeah. gets most of the way there. 
Yeah. Um, Deku's like, Still again, fighting they away. have their yeah. battle. It flashes away to everybody in 1A really quickly and them doing their thing. And 1B, yeah. I guess we saw some Tetsu, 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 Tetsu. Yeah, and the the one who can break up her body parts. To I don't remember her name. I don't know either. I know one character from, tetsu, 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 tetsu. <laughs> from 1B. His name is Tetsu, 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 Tetsu. Yeah. So, sorry. Or solid, Real Steel, solid, like his hero name. Solid I one to remember. <laughs> yeah. Big hands girl. She's got a name, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but, flashbacks to them. Yeah, flash to them. Flash to Rhodey, who just barely passes out on his way to the thing. Yeah. And Deku's like, no. So he uses... Oh, at this point, he's figured out that there is a limit to the guy's quirk because he hit him and he didn't bounce back. The other guy... Not- yeah, he could feel the yeah. resistance not as much every time he's hitting it yeah. from this point on. The blue guy was like, wait, I have a limit? Did you not train ever? <laughs> also, uh, well, I'll talk about that. Yeah. This part. Um, yeah, anyways, yeah. Go on. So Deku pulls out um, 100% full cowling. Yeah. Um, and does probably the best animated thing in the entire um, film, which was United States of the World Smash, which basically oh, the after imaged and just started punching a lot. Okay. <laughs> I, I wrote this note down. I, I was like, I feel like Deku has been workshopping a new uh, name for power throughout the whole series and all the movies. Because one, we have um, when he fights uh, Muscular. It's like, what? Full cowling? One million percent? It's like, okay, that's not how that works, Deku. Okay, whatever. He's like, okay, I'll go back. I'll go back to the drawing board. Don't worry. <laughs> and then um, uh, there's 100% full cowling um, Detroit Carolina smash when he fought Bakugo. Yeah. And he's like, ah, that doesn't feel right now. Let's go back rewind i'll rework it don't worry movie three is where it's gonna happen <laughs> and then he says that and i'm like man he just can't it's get just it right so <laughs> you know what i do like i do like his st louis smash is um, that his kick that's his that's one of his kicks yeah where he it's similar to the to um the naming scheme that all might uses but yeah. different because he uses city names because he's also got manchester smash which yeah you may or may not have seen at this point no it exists yeah um but he's got a couple of those, and they're all named after cities. And I'm like, eh, look at you go. You figured something out, little boy. Yeah. <laughs> Other than Detroit is the only All Might one. Oh, yeah. But it's like Carolina Smash, California. Hey, hit, All Might, you screwed up your own naming scheme. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, All Might. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, he does that. And that was like a fucking dope-ass moment. Yeah, it was really cool. And yeah. then he tries to get to the thing, but he collapses. And it looks like the timer's going to go off. And then you see Pino, with his, who has pushed in the, uh, the key, the key in yeah. the thing, disabling it with 0.02 seconds yeah. or something <laughs> dumb like that. Down to the wire. Deku, with his broken arms and legs, picks up Brody. I don't know how he's still walking. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, no, it's okay. We're going to get you to the hospital, and we're all going to be happily ever after. And they do, and they are. Yeah. Uh, they Looks have a little great. hug at the end, and they all go back to Japan. Oh, but, like, Rhodey's like, oh, don't ever come back. Bad things happen when you... And then he's, like, looking away, and then you see uh, Pino's just, like, crying. Like, don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> and then Deku's like, I'll come back. I'll come visit. Yeah. Uh, so, but that was a good ending. It was a good ending, yeah. and then you know the ending credits were fine. Um, and there, I don't really yeah. have anything to say about the ending song. Um, yeah, I didn't. It was just whatever. Yeah. So, um, alrighty. So that's a very in-depth synopsis. But we yeah. you've watched the movie, so you know these things. Yes, and you're just hearing us gush about it. Uh-huh. So on to our likes and dislikes. Um, I think because we just spent like a wide variety of time talking about our likes, and we don't have a lot of dislikes. I say we start with our dislikes. Okay. 
What you got? Um, what did you not like about this movie? I have more likes too, but we'll talk. Oh yeah, we're okay. we're gonna go okay. Back we'll to circle back. Okay, yeah. Uh, things I didn't quite like, but a lot of these are, are nitpicks too, because like, whatever. Uh, we had mentioned Deku being dumb, not realizing the one who the guy who made the key had the same last name as Rody, and he he had Rody had told him that his dad left to join Humorize, and then he doesn't find out. He doesn't figure this out until like Rody tells him. Yeah, and it was like, come on, Deku, like... Number they... three in the class, or number four, or something like that. You're smart. Yeah, like, put the context clues together, bro. Like, come on. Yeah, so there's that. I feel like, also, the way they wrote the dialogue for Bakugou's character, like, he didn't have a lot of dialogue, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of repetitiveness. Like, it kind of seemed like they took a step back from what they did in season five. In season five, they toned down the whole, like... He still like, kind of hates everyone, but he's like, you know, he's starting to respect Deku and like some other people more. And a lot of the time, it was basically any response that Bakugo had to any of them. It's like, don't talk to me, nerd. Don't order me around. And like, I counted like three or four times of that happening. So, same, but I disagree because the difference was, and this is such a key difference, is don't tell me what to do and then went and did the thing they told him to do. No, well, that's that's not... I know, like, he, he's still going to do it because... And he does that throughout the series till, like, when they're working together, really. Kind of, but I'm... I, don't I guess when I think about it, I flash back to a very specific moment, which is the rescue in Tokyo, the Bakugo rescue operation, yeah. where the whole plan hinges on Kirishima because if anybody else yeah. tells Bakugo to come to them, they're not. he's not doing it. Yeah. Because he will not listen to someone he does not respect, and the only person he respects is yeah, Kirishima. Yeah, exactly. And they spent season four and five breaking that down a bit to make him more of a likable slash whatever yeah. character. And then I just, it just to me, it felt like... But he still doesn't like being told what to do. He'll do it because he knows you're right, and he respects him. Yeah, but... But he doesn't like you to... He could have figured it out on yeah, his own. Yeah. Shut up, nerd. But that's, that's the... I don't know. It's just like the dialogue just kind of like fell flat for him because it just wasn't much other than when he's doing when he talks in a fight there's not much going on but it's fucking intense and it adds to his character in a fight whereas like outside interacting with other people he, i don't know it just felt like they took a tiny step back i guess from what they were doing in season five i guess i don't entirely see it because like he still was like yes let's go say it. let's go get deku let's go work with deku we're gonna go disappear yeah, no he still does it but it's just like his his actual dialogue i guess yeah I don't know. I, I think the actions are equal. I think the actions, especially with Bakugo, are almost more important. Yeah. Like, even in season five, like, he's st- like he still didn't bother to learn anyone's name. He's like, ears, move! Yeah. Right? Like, he's still a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. I'm, right. I don't know. It just felt like, I don't know, they he, didn't, they just regressed a tiny bit. Maybe. Anyways, those are the two that I have written down. Okay. What about you? Um, so I really didn't care for the montage. I know it served a purpose, but I didn't really like it. Um, I think it kind of specifically slowed down everything that was going on. Um, when we had already slowed down, we didn't need to slow even more. Personally. Yeah. Like, I understand the purpose, know. and I understand yeah. why it was nice. Yeah. But I'm like, they just had a bonding moment. We don't need a montage of more bonding moments. I think that I disagree, but I'll, it's my like section, so I'll let you, I won't say anything else. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think that's totally fair. You're yeah. allowed to like things that I dislike. No. Anyway. Echo chamber. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do love me a good echo chamber. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the only other really big thing I had is like Deku being kind of a dum dum at the beginning. I'm like Deku, come on. Yeah. Like I know it was designed like there was a purpose and it got everybody in the right place and it was fun. Yeah. And it wasn't like egregious, but it's like Deku, come on. Yeah. And also maybe this is just the uh, 
like anti listening to law enforcement thing. But like when he was like Rody open like before he knew who Rody was, was like you have to open the case or else I'm not letting you go. Yeah. It's like Deku, don't be that guy. But but then Rody flips it on him. He's like, oh wait, you're not a pro hero and you're not from this country. Yeah. Should you be actually doing this? Yeah, but like not even that. Yeah, it's like. I don't know. I just don't like De- Deku's the good guy. Yeah. Like through and through, he always kind of has been. Yeah. Um, and it seems weird to me that he would do something that is so egregiously wrong. Like you don't get to apprehend someone and like force them to show you things without purpose. Yeah. And also, Deku's not the law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. but to him, I guess I don't know. I guess to him, he still thought it was the jewels, right? Oh like, no, for sure. Like just, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. Just like, Deku. Yeah, yeah. It you did have seem no a right weird. to do this. Yeah. Leave him alone. Yeah. I know you need to do this to get the story moving, but stop it. Yeah. Figure out a better way. Yeah, pretty much. Because, like, the only reason he ever let – the only reason he let up is because this briefcase accidentally got jostled open and he saw nothing in there. He's like, oops. And then he, like, apologized. Yeah. So yeah. that – and then I guess um, the flashbacks during their little bonding scene where, like, Deku – like, it flashes back to, like, Deku's backstory. Yeah. Like, for me, this is not an accessible movie to new – people because unlike in movie two where it introduces everybody and shows what they can do and how they do and like has a quick little like in a world where everybody has quirks we all do things and i'm a hero and i'm gonna be a hero this one was like bad guys yeah (laughs) um so it seems weird that like 30 to 40 minutes into your movie you're gonna decide okay this is when we explain (laughs) if somebody didn't know what was going on it's too late they've checked out you've lost them and if we do know what's going on like we did i don't need this explanation we were watching my hero academia clips before we went and saw the movie to hype ourselves up yeah exactly don't didn't need it yeah so but little little minor nitpicks really um and then deku not using black whip to just apprehend the bad guy at the end the one power that (laughs) worked against repulsion yeah, because it's not – yeah, I'm assuming that would work. Well, presumably he could just, like, get it really close to the guy and not actually wrapped around him and be like, aha, I have you. And the guy wouldn't be able to move, yeah. I guess, yeah. So Yeah, or that would have been smart. Yeah, like he didn't use that quirk at all. Yeah. Or just, fight. like, really quickly, Deku, use 100% and just blitz by him and just go put the key in, problem solved. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that's what he was going to maybe do at – he does kind of do that at the he end. He does, but at the and end, he's also kind of slowing down. Because, yeah, because he's real fucked up, too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's But true. that's it. All right, big likes. That's it. We have nothing else to complain about this movie. It's, yeah. not, it's a good movie. It's perfectly serviceable and yeah. tells a good story. Well, good, goodish story. Best story of the movies. Yes. Maybe. Yes, and I have one of my likes. Uh, anyways. Go. go. Okay. Hit me so, with your likes. Animation, obviously. Obviously. Bones is good. Uh, musical cues, when Bakugo and Todoroki and Deku, they all have like a uh, similar but different cues. <laughs> Deku's is the one that we all know. Uh, I don't know what you it's called. Run. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Bakugo's and Todoroki's have been used before, but they're just like general like fucking hype-ass moment music. Yeah. And it's, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Bakugo's, I think, was specifically the Bombing King, which we've heard since two season two, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. yeah. I don't know the names of them. But I just know they're fucking cool. Uh, and then, okay, so it's probably the one I, I liked that it was the most cohesive story of the three movies. Okay. I believe the montage does have a purpose. Yeah. Other than just to skip time. It allowed them to actually show the relationship build between Rhodey and Deku, as opposed to the second movie where we have it based around Nine, the villain, and his backstory. But his backstory sucked. Like, it wasn't very good. It didn't make me care for the villain, which you can do. And Nine the, had a flashback? His backstory of, like, 
He had a backstory? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that at yeah, all. Yeah, it wasn't much of one because it wasn't well explained. It wasn't good. Like, it didn't make me care for him, you know? It, whereas, like, it was more revolved around the villain. Okay. Whereas this is more re- revolved around Deku and Rhodey, right? Okay, okay. Uh, so they made, like I said this earlier, they made me care about Rhodey from minute one, basically. He did, wasn't just a... Uh, I don't know where, like, uh, like in a lot of anime or a lot of, like, fillers especially, it's like, oh, like, now I believe in you, Deku. It's like you saw the gradual build. There was the, the moment where he turns and like, he's like, okay, let's be friends. And then the whole adventuring across country. Any friendship grows when you go across country in movies. I was going to say, in real life, it also might ruin a friendship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know what? I will say... Yeah. You have convinced me. I take away my dislike for the montage. That is entirely valid, and I, yeah. I'm on board. And usually I'm on board with you because I fucking hate montages and, like, recaps and all that bullshit. But I feel like this specifically did a really good job of the evolution of their friendship and the, the basically the through line of the story. Um, the emotional bird reveal was great. <laughs> it wasn't big, but it was just kind of cool. I uh, don't care for that at all. Yeah, Abako being the only computer letter liberate person of the three <laughs> and the little comedic moments like we had mentioned the train yeah. um the bird at the end when he's crying or whatever and then at the end when nurse uh what's her face is kissing uh Bakugo on the cheek oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and he's like ah oh. <laughs> but her lips are like two feet long <laughs> uh that's all i have written down so yeah, i think i think specifically with the comedy moments yeah my hero has always been good at being like funny but not like belly laugh out loud funny it's just like yeah a little <laughs> chuckle nice. yeah which I'm good with. I'm fine with it just being cute, like a little humorous Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. sometimes just to break the tension and then back to it. Oh, I have one more dislike. I'm sorry. It's important. Um, okay. it, which is weird because it also kind of spirals into a like of mine. I know that's <laughs> weird. Okay. So when we're flashing back to the heroes of 1A talking and all that stuff, a lot of them are like, we have to do this to save the world. Yeah. And um, Ochako or Araka. Is all like, yeah. I have to do this so I can oh, be like Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. God damn it, Araka. Be your own person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, man? Counterpoint, spiraling this into a like. When Kirishima was like, I got to do this for my bro Bakugo. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Kirishima. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, I know that's a little hypocritical of me, but like, bromance versus failing the Bechtel test are two totally different things. Yeah. Yeah, so, like the relationships are similar but not the same. Yeah. Also, Kirishima has agency most of the time when he does things. Like his entire, the last time Kirishima had an arc, yeah, it was about him. And yeah. Not Bakugo. In fact, he wasn't. Bakugo was a side yeah. player that season because he failed his licensing exam. Yeah, exactly. Right. Whereas, like the last, when was the last time Uraraka did anything that wasn't revolving around Deku? Exactly. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. Yeah. It's like her. She had a moment where she got better at fighting and stuff like that. Like uh, I don't know if you watched uh, in season five, uh, the fil- the one filler episode. I didn't they, actually. It kind of highlighted her a bit there, and like at the end, it introduces the fleck at the end. Yeah, that's anyway, the only bit I've seen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure I could be misremembering. She's like shows off some badass moves and whatever, and it's like, so I can be more like Deku. Yeah. And like, like what the fuck, man? Which is bad because to me, especially because like, like she has a cool power. Not only that, Uraraka's actual motivation originally, money, 
<laughs> right. Money sounds selfish, but I love it. It is so simple and pure. Yeah. I want to make money so my parents can uh, have a good life yeah. because they've worked hard to help people and now they deserve to be helped. Yeah. And if I can help people and make money, that's a good that's a good combo. I am all for that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And her original motivation to get stronger and to be able to fight had nothing to do with Deku. Well, a little bit to do with Deku because her like motivation at the end with the fight with Bakugo was all like, if I win, I'll be like Deku. Yeah. But like, <laughs> he outside her. of that, yeah. he didn't. Wrecker, I think that was the best part of that fight. But it seemed like he did, but he absolutely didn't. Um, yeah, he didn't hold back, yeah. which is nice. But yeah. like her motivation to get stronger was like by Gunhead, because that's where she worked with. And Gunhead yeah. was like, look, yeah, you want to be a rescue hero. I get that. That's respectable. But like sometimes you got to rescue people from villains. Yeah, you right? have to know how to fight. <laughs> I still think her Araka would be way better if she had like a big hammer as like a support item because she could make it zero G just like she does all her clothes yeah. and be like, huh, and then like the last second before impact, just release it and be like, boop. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Or anything heavy, really. Yeah, pretty much. Like throwing weapons would be really good for her. Like a big, th- like throwing hammers where we're just like, huh, yeah, release. Oops, <laughs> sorry, Mike. But anyways, so, but the like there is it's Kirishima the bro. being like, bro. <laughs> my yeah, bro. bro. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta do this for my bro. Maybe yeah. my boyfriend. Who knows? <laughs> my boyfriend, bro. But my um, other likes. I've talked about the animation. You brought up the soundtrack. Yeah. Yuki Hayashi kills it. He always does. There's uh-huh. no, this isn't anything new to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, There was, I think it was at the beginning, the opening uh, the OP for it was really good because it was it used a lot of the uh, cues and themes from You Say Run while being its own unique and distinct thing, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, and it kind of bled out from the opening, like the song that was blaring while they were doing their initial uh, intro. So that was cool. I don't know. I like Yuki Ayashi's stuff. You, he yeah. literally has not done a bad thing music-wise that I've ever seen. And and uh, when they flash to the city, like after the first part, and it goes to Rody, and it's like in the city, and it's like this weird, I don't know what kind of music it was, but it was like, it fit the yeah. theme of the city entirely speaking of the city that's another big like i have i am a huge fan of show don't tell storytelling yeah um, anime tends to fail at that because there's it's hard to express uh, express really complex emotions on an animated face like you can do some of them but like the really complex stuff there's mo- yeah. that's why most it's characters monologue. have an inner monologue yeah. yeah but for this instead of someone speaking over and explaining how Otheon worked it started in the slums yeah and you saw it and you saw as it worked up into this beautiful beautiful city and you could tell just inherently that this is a country with genuine problems rooted socioeconomically yeah um keeping people down but nobody in the city knows or cares even though there's clearly rampant crime just like there is everywhere else in the yeah. world right and i think that is just really well done storytelling to explain how it works yeah to both give yourself motivation to like in that it it characterizes roadie before you even know anything right both in his clothes but also the way he steps out of the slum, out of the slum yeah. into like the medium part of the city where he meets the where the bartender's like i got a job for the, you yeah the right dude, into yeah. the fancy part of the city where he's yeah. hiding in an alleyway because he's not welcome there so he can run some jewels yeah and he, at one point he says to deku is like all of these heroes they never come to my part of town because they don't make money yeah exactly and that's why like crime is just uh petty crime is just like Rampant. But at that time, you've like this is explained well after, but you could have made that assumption without it. Yeah, which I you think didn't is see so good. Any that, of, that hammers yeah. the point yeah. home as opposed to just being like, Well, didn't you notice that I lived in the slums? 
Like, yeah. obviously, like it didn't have to tell us that. It was just like, no, people don't come to my part of town. And you could be like, oh, yeah, I guess obviously based on what we saw. Yeah, exactly. So, although to be fair, we didn't see a single Otheon hero, like at all, unless the girl that was working with Endeavor was an Otheon hero with the X rays. Yeah, I think I don't she think was part, part I of think, this agency. I thought she was. Uh, I don't but recognize her. I, I don't, she is. yeah. May, who knows? Maybe she's just another pro hero. But Anywho, yeah, anyways. But I really liked that characterization of the city. And I liked Pino. Pino was awesome. Yeah. Little bird. Yeah, cool little companion. Um, But I don't know. I just generically like the movie. I think I think I got my big one. I really wanted to talk about the city. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, we've talked about our likes. We've talked about our dislikes. This is going to be a tougher one for us because we didn't have a lot to dislike and none of it was like hugely changey. But what would you... Ch- oh, I have one more dislike. The movie was 111 minutes. 90 minutes, team. 90 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways... What would you change? Um, and how? Hmm. See, that, that, that's tough. You had mentioned before as one of your dislikes of the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, get rid of that, really. Like, that's like five, six minutes of flashbacks that just could be a conversation between the two of them without having to do the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Him just saying it and be like, okay, yeah. cool. And go to the next scene. Who cares? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have that much to change, to that's be fair. honest with you. Uh, it was pretty... I actually liked the pacing at the beginning, how it was high, and then it was lull, and then it, the montage was even more lull. But then it then it goes like... It's like a little roller coaster, like a little tiny bump, goes down, and then it fucking hits the apex. That's fair. For you, then, I if I were to interpret what you were talking about with dislikes, your change might have something to do with Bakugo and his characterization, make him a little bit more complex in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like, give him more... Like, change his lines around and make them more less angry and more... Yeah, change a couple Helpful. of his lines. I don't know. Like, that's fair. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of like. I can't think of what they would be, but okay, that's fair. All right. I don't know. Like he did have like a little moment when he was like figuring out the computer shit because he's also very smart. Yeah. So he's like number two in the class at all times. Yeah. Manetta or yeah. Yaya Rosaro are normally number one, and he's like always number two or three. Oh, gotta change when Deku's uh thinking all the screens are there and he's getting really fucked up when he's playing Fleck and it flashes to all of the and other heroes. Mineta speaks. And he's like, yeah, and then he's like, he also is like, and Mineta working so hard. No, no, no. We cancel Mineta. He's out. <laughs> Kirishima and um, Electric Boy. Um, I'm going to let you try to figure this one out. I think that'll be funny for me. Yeah, I don't know. Kaminari. Yes. Another K name. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. My change is actually kind of related to that. I appreciated that they tried to shove all of the heroes in there and give them a moment, but it seemed really un I guess it wasn't unnecessary because like it showed that like yeah. every like they had gathered all the heroes to these places. Yeah. But like, I don't know, it just felt like like you could have just literally been like, there's a bomb in Tokyo and flash to 1A just hanging out. Yeah. Right? And be like, <laughs> oh god, 1A, no. Oh. A change that you told me. I don't know if you have it in your list. Last night, Ida. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm Ida. swapping Ida for Manetta. Oh, yeah, okay. That's that's it. That's, that's it. what is that? It? Goodbye, yeah, okay. Manetta. Hello, Ida. Yeah, Manetta can stay back. Fast as fuck, boy. Yeah. yeah, and he would be the perfect person to search out a bomb in a city because he can just run around. Yeah, especially if he's got like an earpiece and he's connected to someone like Jiro. Yeah, like fuck and yeah. Her and um, her and uh, uh, Dupla Arm was yeah. like. Uh, and Gang Orca. Nope, that's a Kim Possible character. <laughs> I forget his actual name. It's something like that though. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I I like him. He's great. Yeah. But that's the thing is I like all of those characters except for Manetta and <laughs> I want to see them, but I just think in a movie like this, unless you're going to do what you did in 2, which is make sure that every single character gets a moment, I think it was almost a mistake to just shoehorn them in and give them moments here. Yeah. Um 
but also I'm not really sure how you, like, I don't know what else you would do. They were important. It's just like, like, I didn't need to see Hawks and uh, Tokoyami talk about what they were going to go do. It's like, yes, I get it. Hawks and Tokoyami are in America. Good for them. We're busy. Yeah. <laughs> You're on literally the other side of the world. Yeah. You're useless to us. Yeah. So, and it's, I don't know. It's fine though. Yeah. Um, also, there wasn't enough Endeavor slander in this for me. <laughs> More Endeavor slander. He's not redeemed ever. Yeah. I don't care if you're. I don't care if everybody has forgiven you in the in the manga now and in the show. I still hate you. In this show, I don't know if everyone forgave him. He's just. Like, They're working on it though. Yeah, it's definitely like you can see it yeah. in the future. They're working on it now. Fuck him. Yeah. Dead to me. <laughs> you're next. All my number one. No longer you. Number one. Dead. Yeah, Hawks, number one. I got complex feelings about Hawks, but they cannot be discussed on this because there's manga spoilers in here and all. Yeah, we can't talk about that. Um, But Uh, I got complex feelings about Hawks. I think he's an amazingly written character, Um, and I do like to see him, and his quirk is cool. Yeah, it is really cool. (laughs) Um, Alrighty. Well, we talked about what we'd change. It was kind of tough. There's not a lot I would get rid of. I'd like like to trim down the runtime. That's really what I'd like to do and focus in on some of the stuff. But there's not a whole lot of fat. There's not, really. It's but... it's really well-paced, all things considered. Yeah. I can't think of a lot that you would ha- you would be able to get rid of without losing something genuinely important yeah. outside of the one thing I touched on. It's but... like an actual movie. Yeah. Like, the storyline is like, like an actual movie storyline. They're not just like an anime movie yeah. storyline. Which, to be fair, sense. like some some anime movies are like that. We've seen a fair yeah. number of good ones, but we've also seen a fair number of bad ones. <laughs> yeah. Mm, True. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what so. do you mean? That was my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. So with all that being said, yeah. before we jump into our final two questions of who's our favorite character and are we going to keep watching this? Spoilers, <laughs> you know the answer to that. Yeah. A phone call is here. A phone call is here. Well, I guess I'd like to take a quick break in the podcast and remind anybody who's listening. Yeah. If you've heard this audio cue before and you've done the thing, you're free to go. We'll see you later. We'll see you after the next audio. All Might will call you later. Yeah. But if you have not done this yet, I would really implore you to please go give this a like, a share, a subscribe, a whatever, a rate, review, blah, blah, blah on your preferred podcast app. Yeah. It helps us immensely. It feeds us into the algorithm. The algorithm spits us back out at more people. And uh, the more people that watch this, the more of this we get to do. Exactly. So... If you're a web browser uh, listener, which I totally get, if you don't mind just popping on over to one of those apps quickly, just pressing the thumbs up, giving us a review. Yeah. The review could be literally just nice. Or yeah. it could be Fire F-U. emoji. <laughs> fire emoji's good. I like the yeah. fire emoji. Simple. Um, Effective. Yeah. But once you're done that, and if you feel like it, no pressure whatsoever. If you want to uh, catch us on social medias, Phil, where can people find us? Well, you can go to Instagram and Twitter, both the same handle, Filler Academy. We mostly Instagram. We like to put stuff up there. Uh, you can see our episode previews. Our link tree's up there, too. Uh, if you like TikTok, Filler Academy Podcast. Uh, we have a YouTube, same, Filler Academy Podcast. Uh, you know, easy peasy. If you'd like to listen instead of watch because we don't have the video up there, but whatever. If you'd like to send us a strongly worded email, Podcast at gmail.com. Like I've said a million times, if it's mean, Ken will get it and read it to me, and I'll cry. But anyways, we'll enjoy it because we always like talking to people and interacting. Um, if you make we make it even easier, the description of this episode, you have all of the links at your disposal. So click one of them. We're on all major listening platforms. So check us out. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And uh, it is one of my favorite hobbies to make Phil cry. So please do send us that strongly worded email. Yeah, I'm crying also, right now. Also, suggestions, please. Um, we're ramping up into winter season 2021. But, like, we're also in this weird world now where, like, filler is not a regular occurrence. Yeah. But we do get movies sometimes. So, like, yeah. you know, if you got an old school filler that we haven't covered yet, hit us up. Tell us what to watch. We need things and like things. Yeah. I would like something to torture Phil with. And then I would like something that I'll enjoy. So, you know, figure that out. Baby animals. Hey, could you do half the work for me, please? Yeah. Figure out what I watch. Thank you, listener. Anyways, back to the episode. Thank you so much, best friend. Ken, what's your favorite character? I really liked Rody Soul. I'm yeah. giving it to him this time. I think he was well characterized. He was interesting. Yeah. His parkour was dope. He could fly a plane. Yeah. He had a cool little sidekick bird. I like sidekick. Birds. I feel like he could be a Mission Impossible. He could have been a Mission Impossible. He's Tom Cruise. Oh man. And his design was dope. Like, I really liked his yeah. hair and his goggles and his bandana. And, like, it didn't, like, when he was wearing his patchwork suit, he looked dope. But even when he switched over to, like, jeans and a hoodie, I was like, yeah. I really liked his design. I really liked his characterization. He got a good hero moment. He got a good stick it to the villain moment. Yeah. And, like. Yeah, it was solid. Like, one of my biggest things is, like, back in the day when my hero was initially being conceived, to my understanding, Horny Koshi, um, wanted to that is his name and it will never not be his name he's too horny to be to get his real name yeah lost (laughs) Um, his privilege originally to my knowledge was planning on having deku be like a batman where he had no quirk yeah and like i'm super happy with the story and how it is right now i like the idea of you know here you go have the ultimate power figure it out kid right it's a good story it works well for shonen deku just didn't have the one thing batman does have money money Mm. but like i really would have enjoyed a show surrounding a quirkless character having to figure it out yeah. Realistically, like, Aizawa's quirk is good, but he's not like he has super strength and he's a badass. So, like, they could have figured it out. Yeah, pretty um, much. So, kind of the idea of, like, here's here's a quirkless character that's standing not on the same level as our characters, but, like, close-ish with no quirks. Yeah. Right? He was able to evade Deku. Yeah. For, like, ten minutes. Yeah. So, he, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And he was, parkour. Yeah. Parkour. Parkour, parkour, parkour. Quirk. <laughs> oh. Uh, but anyway, so I I think I'd have to pick him. Yeah, that's a good I liked one, him. man. He was good. What about you? What you got? I'm just going to go straight off of the fights back to Bakugo. Like I said, dialogue I didn't think was um, super amazing. Uh, his, dialogue, his dialogue usually isn't that great unless it's a moment, a, a, mom, a Bakugo moment, basically. But his fights were probably the most dynamic ones because uh, he's one of the most dynamic fighters. Uh, I think of the three, like I said this earlier, of the three major fights at the end, like the One Piece model, basically, like two ma- two generals, and then the main guy fights the other main guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his fight was probably the coolest. Yeah, coolest. Uh, just And, like, the scenes of him earlier, too, like when he jumps out of the plane, he takes care of people that way. Yeah. Uh, taking care of the archer chick. And uh, just, like, how insane and in your face he Like, the more he got hit, the angrier he got. But he didn't lose his composure, like his fighting composure. Like he was still—he has no composure. But yes, continue. <laughs> like he's still intelligent when he still he fights. Oh yes, that's, that. that's what I meant. Uh, like you know he he just got he's like okay I'm gonna change stage up my strategy I'm just gonna get right in your fucking face basically. Uh, and then at the end that cool moment where like we said like the blood was dripping into his eyes I was all bloodshot and he just did the howitzer impact like crazy yeah. tornado thing it was just fucking awesome. Yeah. Hand up at the end, All Might style. Yeah, Good. he's just he's easily one of my favorite characters in MHA too, because Froppy wasn't it enough for me to justify it. Uh, I was gonna make the same joke about Tokogami, and I'm like, now yeah, all he did was yeah. fly. <laughs> he was in it more than uh, Froppy though. Uh, but yeah, uh, him for sure. Cool. 
yeah it's a good choice yeah let us know who your favorite character is or don't if like it's Mineta, that's your call don't. yeah if it's Mineta, i need a like an in-depth essay defending Mineta for me to print off and shred thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah Alrighty. so with all that being said, wrapping up our episode, we clearly liked the movie. We're clearly kind of MHA stands. Christabot stands for sure. We're Christabot stands for sure, but yeah. like we like MHA. It's yeah. it's just good. It's not the best thing out there. I yep. think most people would agree, but I think yeah. it's so it's just so serviceable and like beginner friendly, even though this isn't like my hero in general, just yeah. is. But it does have depth to it. Yeah. So. so I don't know. I'd highly recommend this. And we're just obviously we're gonna keep watching. I mean, I read the manga week to week, and as soon as season six comes out, I'm sure we'll do that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And it'll be good. I don't know. Or it'll be bad. Who cares? It's my hero. Just I will watch it anyway. You've probably yeah. decided <laughs> at this point. Like we're not gonna sway you one way or the other. No. You've probably made up your mind by now whether or not you like my hero enough to watch it week to week. When it comes out every season. Yeah. One final question, actually. Ooh. Since we both know that, like, we're going to keep watching this. Yeah. Did you enjoy this movie more than the Mugen Train? Oh. Ooh, I like that question. Yes. Yeah? Not by much, but I think I did. Now, this is tough. Because in the box office, Mugen Train obviously destroyed. I'm assuming this did well, but I don't think... No, well. I don't think it did as well, Mugen Train. Yeah. Um, I think... That's tough. It's also wild that it did, considering our box off like like so many places didn't have theaters open when Mugen Train came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But this is tough. I think mm, as a movie, this is a better story because it's not. It's not a better it is a story, movie, but it's yeah. a better like this. This is this has a beginning, middle, and end. I guess that does too. But the yeah. beginning, middle, and end of this are like here are our characters. This is what they're doing. Plot yeah. ending. Whereas Mugen Train picks up at the start of an arc of an anime and covers an entire arc and it does it incredibly well yeah to the point that i'm actually disappointed with the fact that season two is of demon slayer is opening with a recap of this arc yeah i don't care if if the animation is if they've touched up some of the animation and they're doing some things and it's only going to be a couple of episodes not a fan of that because i thought the whole point was that we got to just get this as an arc and then we got to keep going I was so hyped about that. Now I'm kind of worried about the JJK movie. Are they going to do the same thing? <laughs> like, and so on and so forth. I hope not. As a, indiv- like, and also Demon Slayer doesn't have me captivated the same way my hero does. Yeah. We've gotten a season in a movie. A very good movie and a very good second half of a season. I actually didn't care for the first half of Demon Slayer. Um, yeah. It doesn't get really hyped until like. Episode 19. Yeah. Right, that is a long time for for a show to get hype. Yeah. Whereas my heroes, like episode three, we're good to go. Yeah. Right. If you true. if you weren't on board for the first two episodes, which was introducing the characters and the training our episode, yeah. by the end of episode three, you're like, oh yeah, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I am here. Yeah. True. So it's, it's for tough different reasons. There. Yeah. yeah. But I think I did appreciate this as a movie more than Mugen Train, even if Mugen Train was definitely better animated, didn't have a better soundtrack, better yeah. animated, and. <laughs> did some interesting and cool things yeah um that are maybe to a point actually revolutionary for how we're going to consume anime in the future True. keeping in mind we know like the the big step in the past was like going away from week to week and fillering things in to now just doing seasonals which i'm a huge fan of yeah um obviously not for our platform but as, <laughs> a, as a casual viewer it's nice uh-huh. to maybe like smaller arcs can be done as movies yeah Right, really I'm, I'm well cool. done movies. I'm cool with that. Yeah, instead of them just glossing it over, you know. Yeah, or not even glossing it over, but like I don't know. Like if we're if we're looking at my hero, 
season five, I think there was an opportunity, like the Endeavor yeah. Agency arc as a movie, like one of the arcs or the class battle arc as a movie. Like any one of those could be, could have been a movie and then they could have done. Definitely not my villain because my biggest complaint about my MVA was they skipped stuff that yeah. I thought was important <laughs> and it needed to be longer. Yeah. So I don't know, make one of the other arcs a movie and then we get this, but then we don't get this and I really enjoyed this. So I don't know. Did I answer your question? Yes. Cool. What about you? Answer your own question now. Uh, <laughs> I think for the same reasons you touched on, uh, there are different styles of movie and different have different purposes to their anime. I would say I liked MHA more as a movie too, just because that's I don't know. It 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 was an actual movie. It wasn't an adaptation of a story. Yeah, yeah. Like it had the the same flow as a normal movie would have. Whereas obviously this didn't, and that's kind of what made it unique too. Or uh, Demon Slayer didn't, uh, but MHA, but like by a hairpin, like you know. Yeah. That's a good point. MHA adheres to a good, like a solid three act structure. Yeah. Whereas Mugen Train absolutely does not. We get three acts and then also Act Four. Yeah. <laughs> the acting. <laughs> yeah. Act Four. Like, they're like, we resolved the movie. Also, or, here's some more stuff going. Or did I? <laughs> so like, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. That's All it. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Everything. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Filler Academy, where we talked about My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission. Yeah. That's a mouthful. It is. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye.